Welcome to the Good Old Days of Radio Show. This is John Tefteller, your host. We are well into a series of 10 super great radio horror shows. We usually do this kind of thing on Thursday, science fiction, horror, something uh, unusual. There are lots and lots to pick from, and um, I try to pick the, the very best ones. As many of you know and have commented on, the series Quiet, Please contains some of the strangest, weirdest, most unusual tales of all vintage radio, way, way ahead of its time in a lot of ways. It was pretty much an obscure series when it was on back in 1947 to about summer of 1949. They changed time slots on it a number of times. It never seemed to find much of a sponsor, and it kind of withered away in 1949. But the creator of that show, uh, Willis Cooper, uh, just wrote some outstanding, outstanding plays. Now, not everyone is a winner, but he came up with more winners in a two-and-a-half-year period than most shows came up with in a 10-year period. So it's very interesting to go back and listen to episodes of Quiet, Please, because most of them are just great. And we have one today. It's called There Are Shadows Here from May 10th, 1948. And I will have more to say after we listen to the show. So here we go. Quiet, please. Quiet, please. Broadcasting System presents Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper and which features Ernest Chappell. Quiet, Please, for tonight is called There Are Shadows Here. Look at my hands. Trembling like a leaf. And there's nothing I can do to stop it either. Well, if you've been through what I've been through. Last week, last Wednesday, I come into Tim's bar. I sit down on a stool. I say, I'll have a scotch mist, Patty. Oh, hiya, Woody. Scotch mist, Patty. Scotch mist. Hey, there's a lady in here looking for you. Lady? Yeah. What kind of scotch? Uh, got any... Glenn Livet? No. This white horse is that 69. Uh, maybe there's a little left in the hag bottle. Yeah. A lady looking for you. Who was she? I don't know. I never seen her. Tim told me about her. Well, when was she here, Patty? A while ago. Well, what'd she want? I don't know. She was just looking for you. Scotch mist. Well, didn't she say what she wanted? Just wanted you. Is that stuff good? Yeah, it's all right. Why? I was just wondering. I never tasted it. Don't you ever take a drink, Patty? Me? Oh, I never take a drink. Except ginger beer. 
And you can't get that anymore. That's so? Comes in little stone jugs. Crocs, like. Funny about that woman. Yeah, I sure used to like ginger beer. I uh, think Tim said her name was uh, Esther. Esther? No, any Esther. Esther, Hester, Lester. Something like that. Esther, huh? Yeah. Esther, Hester, Lester. I don't know. Well, if she was good looking. Tim didn't know. What? Tim said he didn't see her face, see? You don't know her, huh? Well, I don't think so. It's funny. Dames. You want another of them things? Yeah, I'll have another. Oh, sure, wish I could get some ginger beer. Used to drink it up in Canada. Marlborough Hotel in Winnipeg. Drink it with a quart. I wonder who it could have been. Who? The woman who was looking for me. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Scotch mist. Yeah, thanks. Esther, huh? Yeah, that's what Tim said. I don't know any Esther. Well, she knows you. Woody, she says. That's your name, isn't it? Sure. I uh, could give her your phone number. No, no, don't do that. Okay. If she comes in again, tell her to leave her phone number. I could call her up. Yeah. I'll tell Tim. Hey. Huh? How come Tim didn't see her face, Patty? Oh, it's always dark in here. Always shadows in here. Oh. Shadows set you nuts sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. Good thing I don't drink nothing but ginger beer. Even if I could get it. You drink, and these here shadows set you nuts. Yeah, it is dark in here. Oh, that Tim. Look at them shadows, Woody. Ed, that there one in the corner by the cannibal's head. Don't it look like the cannibal's head is making faces at you? Look now. Yeah. Yeah, it looks funny. Yeah, I'm in here all alone. It pretty near sets me nuts. If there's one there by the second booth, you see? Looks like a big black cat. You've got a terrific imagination, Patty. There's one under the bar here. Huh? Every time I stoop down to pick up a beer glass, I jump. Looks like a hand reaching out for me. Makes me jump. Well, I'll say it's a good thing you don't drink. <laughs> Nothing but ginger beer. I go nuts. Well, I'm going to get out of here before I go nuts, too. Okay. Dollar uh, thirty. Uh-huh. And a dime for you, Patty. Oh, much obliged. If she comes in again, I'll tell her you was here. Every place you go, the shadows. When did I say that was? Last Wednesday. The things that can happen in less than a week. Look at my hands. I, I can't stop shaking. Patty and his shadows. I said to myself, I'm not going to Tim's anymore. There's a bar in the hotel where I can drink my scotch mist and not have him mumbling in my ear all the time. 
I got to thinking about shadows, though, myself. I was sitting in the Italian place waiting for my lasagna and stuff and wondering if I should order a bottle of wine. There was a candle on the table. There was a little draft in the room. The flame was jumping up and down. And uh, the shadows on the wall. It doesn't take much imagination to see things in the shadows, does it? Game everybody plays. You want a little bit of advice, though, friend? Don't do it. Huh? Oh, I'll tell you. First thing, I found myself making shadows on the wall with my hands. A rabbit old man waggling his beard. Owl. Know how you get fascinated with that kind of stuff? The waiter must have thought I was crazy. I know he did when I jumped up and knocked the table over with all the dishes on it. Uh, hey, hey, what's the matter with you, mister? You sick? What, what made that shadow? What a shadow. I see you making with the hands from the shadows on the wall. Well, I didn't make that shadow. What a shadow you talk. There was the shadow of a woman there. Oh, you talk a crazy, mister. There wasn't been no woman here for two weeks. Not since Esther got mad and quit. Esther? Who's she? She's a waitress here the last week, and she quit. The boss is saying he's not going to have no woman in this place and never. Especially not that. I ordered the bottle of wine and I drank it. Because I'm telling you, I did see the shadow of a woman's head on the wall next to me. And I'm also telling you, I didn't have anything to do with it. All right, think whatever you want to. I tell you, I saw it. And Esther, too. Yeah, what do you think of that, my friend? Well, let me go on. I went home, I went to bed. Sure, of course I dreamed about shadows. What'd you expect? Well, I... I live in a hotel, as I said, all by myself in a little room on the eighth floor. I didn't think I was going to get to sleep, but I did. I read a while, I left the light on in the bathroom. Didn't go for the dark, you see. I woke up in the middle of the night, thirsty from all that wine I drank. I started to get up and go to the bathroom for a drink of water. As I sat up in bed, see, uh, there was a square of light on the wall opposite my bed from the bathroom light. And right in the middle of that patch of light, there was a shadow. The shadow of a woman just standing there. Not doing anything, just standing there. I was scared. And the darndest thought come into my mind, scared as I was. I didn't get out of bed at first. I just sat there and I said, Esther? And there wasn't any answer. And I tried it again. Esther? Yes? Ever feel your hair actually... Stand on end? Well, it does all right. Mine did. And I I managed to speak again. I said, What do you want, Esther? Will you come with me? And the, the shadow sort of stretched out its arms to me in a gesture that was, was like a little girl. And yet it wasn't. It was... I don't know how to say it. I, like like someone who was in love with me, someone someone that I loved. 
Oh, I can't explain it. I got up and threw my robe around me, and I walked toward the light. The shadow moved, too. It moved toward the door of the room. The door that leads out into the hall. The shadow's hands touched the doorknob. I looked to see who it was that was casting the shadow. And I tell you, I was alone in that room. Yes, sir, I, I was alone in the room. I turned back to the door just as the shadow seemed to kind of melt into the wood and then seemed to go on through the locked door. And I reached for the door and opened it. The shadow was, was moving down the hall toward the stairway beyond the velvet elevators and there wasn't a soul in the hallway. Well, I tell you, there wasn't. The hall's brightly lighted and all there was was, was this woman's shadow gliding away from me along the wall. I, I stood there with my mouth hanging open. And just as, it, as the shadow reached the end of the hall, it, it stopped and put out its arms again. Will you come with me? And I, I, I slammed the door shut, turned all the other lights in my room off, and I stuck my head under the cold shower. I was scared to death. And you know what? There was a smell of perfume in the room. Russia leather. I remember it from a girl I used to know in New York that, that always used it. And believe me, brother, I haven't got any Russia leather perfume in my room. But I smelled it. Plain. Well, all right, maybe somebody's playing tricks on me. But uh, if you can tell me how to play that one, brother, I'll put in with you. Listen, I was riding down on the elevator the next morning with Frankie, the, the wise kid that runs the car. You know what he did? Listen. Hey, Woody. Huh? You stink swell. What? Perfume. I didn't know that about you. What are you talking about? Mm, sure smells expensive. Where'd you get it? You trying to kid me, Frankie? Oh, goodness, no. And I could smell it myself then. Russia leather. Well? I don't know why I ever go to Tim's. It's dark in there, and Patty... Well, you know Patty. Yeah, he gets you down mumbling, always mumbling about the shadows. And that's where I first heard about Esther, too. It's a depressing place. So... Scotch your list, Woody? Yeah. I don't see why you drink these things. We had some ginger beer now. Yeah, but you can't get it. Why do you drink these things? I like them. Tim says your girl was in here again today. Who? Oh, this Esther, whatever her name is. She was in, Tim says. When? Today. She asked for you. What did you tell her? I didn't tell her anything. It was Tim seen her. Or, uh, rather, he didn't see her. Why didn't he see her? Um, the shadows... You know. Yeah. 
You didn't see her face at the face then? Uh, just kind of like a shadow. I see. What'd she want? Uh, you, he said. She said. Wanted you to go someplace with her. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I know. You, uh, want another scotch mist? Yeah, I guess so. Patty. Sir? Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Oh. Scotch me. Sure, you work around a place like this as long as I have. You believe in anything. These here shadows. There was a fellow murdered here once when it was a speak. A fellow hit a fellow with a chair. Yeah? Yeah. If you see over there on the end of the back bar, that's one leg of the chair. Tim always likes to keep these here souvenirs. I don't care much about them. Yeah, I shouldn't think you would. No, them things is haunted, see? Boy, you ought to be here sometimes late at night when I'm alone. Why? The things that happen. Right. Give me the willies. What things, Patty? Oh, shadows and things. Scare you right out of your year's growth. You know what, for instance? What? These here shadows, Woody. Nothing worse than a shadow. You're telling me. Unless it's not a shadow. What do you mean? Well, there's people that don't have no shadow, see? You know what I think, Patty? What? I think either you or me is crazy. Huh. Or maybe it's both of us. What makes you think so? Talking this way. Yeah? What are you scared of? Who says I'm scared? But your hands trembling for that way. Well, uh, I drink too much. It ain't that kind of trembles, Woody. It is too. Wait a minute. Huh? Don't look now. What? Right behind you. Take it easy now. There's a shadow on the wall behind you, Woody. Cut it out. There's a shadow of a woman on the wall right behind you, Woody. There ain't nothing that's making that shadow. A woman? Yeah. A woman looking right at you. Go ahead. Turn around and look. And I, I turned around slowly on my stool. I looked at the wall where Patty was pointing. I look hard. Uh, Patty, you're crazy. Isn't any shadow there? There's two. There is not. I'll go show you. Now, you see? It's my overcoat here on the bench. Where, where's that perfume all come from? Hiya, Woody. Hard day at the office? Yeah, no, especially. Oh, you just look kind of peeking. Well, I feel all right. You in love, maybe? What? <laughs> Who was the babe looking for you? Babe? Looking for me? Yeah, a little while ago. I don't know any babes, Frankie. What's she look like? Don't kid me, Woody. I'm not, I tell you. Hey, Clark. It's more. Listen, Frankie. Yeah? Listen. 
There is a woman that's been looking for me. I don't know who she is. You in the jam? I... Yes. Well, I didn't see her, Woody, honest. I was just closing the doors to run up to the 12th to pick up the old guy with the teeth, you know. And I saw her just a second. She asked for you, and the old guy was punching the buzzer. You know how he does. And all I saw was a kind of a shadow, see? A shadow? Yeah, a kind of, you know. Hey! What? That perfume I was kidding you about this morning. Well? She had some of it on, too. Does that make you think of anybody? Yes, Frankie. Yes, it does make me think of somebody. Much obliged, Frankie. Huh? been here, Woody? Who? You know who I mean, this Esther, who, whoever she is? She was here. You see her? No. Good. Patty, what is this? It's ascending. A what? Ascending, like they used to have in the old country. My grandpa used to tell me about it. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. She's after you. She's come to get you. Now listen, did she ask you to come with her? Yes, she did. Last night. Oh, man. How do you... How do you know so much about all this, Patty? I know a lot of things you ain't got any idea I know. My grandpa was born with a call. What? A call. A thing on his head. Look, I know what I'm talking about, Woody. I'm going to make her go away. Uh, Patty, listen. No, you listen. I know what I'm talking about. Is she a, a, a real woman? She is a shadow. Patty, if you're playing a dirty trick Woody, on me... I was never more serious in my life. Well, what are we going to do? You watch, and you do just like I say. Well, uh, Turn off the lights. Patty, I... Turn off the lights. Well, go on. And I turn off the lights in the room, feeling like another idiot. Patty and I sat down in the darkness to wait. And we waited. And waited. And at last I heard a noise. A faint, strange, uncanny noise. I whispered, Patty. There was no other sound. And it was fully five minutes before I realized that the sound that had set my hair stand on end again was Patty snoring. And so I got up and turned the lights on again and kicked Patty out and went to bed. Well, maybe I dreamed it, maybe I didn't. But somewhere in the darkness, I heard the sound of someone stirring in my room. And a voice. Woody. Woody. Come with me. And I awoke. And the scent of her perfume was heavy in the room. <laughs> That would be last Thursday, wouldn't it? Well, the next night I came straight home and Patty was in my room waiting. I tell you, Woody, you're in danger. And so we sat late again, Patty with a curious collection of books and implements that he said would get rid of the sending for once and all. 
But there was no sending. Patty stayed all night with me, and we heard no sound, saw no shadows, smelled no perfume. But there was dust on the shelf of my bathroom. And when morning came, Patty showed me something scrawled in the dust by a finger. A woman's finger, if I'm any judge. It was just one word. A name. Esther. Maybe Patty did that himself, maybe not. I didn't know what he was up to. I can't get away from the fact that there is someone named Esther who wants to see me, whose shadow I have seen, whose voice I have heard. Someone who leaves the scent of Russia leather behind her, who scrawls her name in the dust. In the dust. That's curious, isn't it? Dust. Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. Now, Patty and I sit again in the dark waiting. This time, I know something's going to happen. Patty says you send her back where she came from. Send her back alone. It can be done, Woody. All you have to know is the secrets like my grandpa knew. And they've got all this stuff right here. Only thing is, maybe she knows. And she won't come whilst I'm here. Yeah, we see, Patty. But I'm telling you, something that better happen. Yeah, but at the end of my string. If she comes, she'll go, Woody. I hope so. Yes, sir. Shadows is terrible things. And the only other thing that's worse is for a man not to have a shadow. Well, how could that be? How could there be a shadow without anything for it to be a shadow of? Yes. Be quiet. It's late. It's past midnight, I think, and I'm so sleepy I can hardly keep my eyes open. Patty. Are you awake? Yeah. And the little light from the bathroom casts its square of light on the green wall alongside the dresser. And I can just barely hear the traffic in the street below, a night owl taxi, somebody yelling a goodbye at a belated friend, and... Be still, Woody. What? Looky, the wall. And I look at the wall, and there is a shadow in the square of light on the green wall alongside the dresser. And there is a tang of rush of leather in the air. And the shadow stretches out its arms to me. And I, I find myself getting up from my chair. And the shadowy arms are about to take me. And I hear Patty muttering something and he seems so far away. And... The arms are still reaching for me. Suddenly there's Patty's voice again, loud and real in the room. Turn on the lights. Of course I'll turn the lights on, Patty. And I do turn on the lights. And and it's just the room again. And the shadow is still there. The arms are still reaching out for me. And the the shadow starts towards the door. Suddenly, Patty screams again. Woody, your shadow's gone. shadow is gone. So it is. 
And I followed the other shadow, Esther's shadow, to the door, and I opened the door. And I followed the shadow out into the hall and, and down the hall. And it seemed so odd to be walking along in the light, and there's no shadow for me. And the elevator door's open. And I walk in, and the shadow glides in ahead of me. And there's a woman standing there at the back of the elevator. The shadow just seems to melt into her figure. I look at her and I say, Esther? She looks she looks back at me as if she never saw me in her whole life. The elevator jerks suddenly. It starts to plunge faster and faster down the shaft. She turns horrified eyes to me and she screams. And I know the sending is completed. And Esther and I are done with shadows forever. Shadows here. It was written and directed by Willis Cooper. The man who spoke to you was Ernest Chappell. And Alan Sparrow was Esther. Patty was played by Ed Latimer. The writer was Sid Cassell. And Frank Thomas was Frankie. As usual, music for Quiet Please is played by Albert Berman. Now, word from our good friend, Bill Cooper. Nobody living or dead was even hinted at in tonight's Quiet Please story. I thought up the characters in the story without any outside stimulus at all. Next week's Quiet Please will be called Gem of Purest Ray. And so until next week at the same time. I am quietly yours... Ernest Chapel. Quiet, please, comes to you from New York. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. The creator of Quiet, Please, Willis Cooper, who you heard his voice towards the end there, he didn't live much past the, I think he died in around 1955. Um, there was a brief experiment with Quiet Please on television. They called it something else, which I can't remember, but it's basically the same thing. And there are a couple surviving episodes of that, which are also quite interesting. Had Mr. Cooper lived beyond 1955, I think we might have seen <laughs> some more creative television work and uh, maybe even some more film work. But we'll never know because he passed away. So I guess the lesson for that show was uh, beware of shadows with perfume. They could get you into severe trouble. Uh, don't want don't to go too close to those. But think about that. A very simple concept of people who play with like making bunny bunnies and different things on the walls with shadows and all of a sudden little things start to happen you never know 
quite imaginative as Mr. Cooper was, and most entertaining. All right, back on Tuesday with J. David Golden, famous radio uh, collector and historian, who is telling his life story to us via the good old days of radio show on Tuesday. And we'll be back on Thursday with another of these little strange stories. We're going to go to Lights Out, which uh, Willis Cooper actually created with Arch Obler back in the 1930s. Uh, then Willis uh, Cooper moved out to Hollywood to write screenplays like Son of Frankenstein, while Obler stayed with Lights Out. And then Mr. Cooper did Quiet, Please, and also did some later Lights Out in the mid-40s as well. Okay, see you then. This is John Tefteller saying goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>